Welcome to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Jesse and Lance are talking Tigers with the voice of the Tigers, Gino DiPaoli. Oh my goodness! Tiger players, coaches, and WHL insiders across the league. Tigers Uncaged. Starts now. Tigers Uncaged. Welcome inside Tigers Uncaged, episode number 22. Happy to be back. My name's Jesse, the arena host for the Medicine Hat Tigers, and as always, joined by my partner in crime, the color commentator, Mr. Lansdowne. Welcome back. Happy to be back. You guys did a great job. Great interview. With Drew Krebs, getting a chance he to talk to him. He was too generous with his time. That was like over an hour. <laughs> it was close to it. Yeah, it was close to an hour. He was very kind. So thanks, Drew. Yeah, appreciate it. I love the fact that we're getting uh, Tigers and the coaches, uh, more of the staff, mm-hmm. a part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a fun year. It has been a fun year, hasn't it? And we're just getting started as we get so close to that second season. As mm-hmm. of we're doing this, 10 games remain mm-hmm. for the Medicine Hat Tigers, each one of them more important than the next. Wow. That's really really selling it. Well, it's if, really you, up there. if you want to add yeah. another pennant, you're not wrong. At co-op place mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. says Central Division Champion. Sure, every one of these games is going to count. Yeah, I I guess so. I mean, obviously, you want more pennants than that, but you yeah, you I, take I, it as a good. Listen, I'm with we, you. I, we don't need to go down that whole road. I know, but there is a lot of pennants that get. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't got to go down the road of of the banners. Yeah. I love that we have uh, historic history at Co-op Place celebrated by such banners. I just it's quite win a title. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You know what I mean? But uh, so that starts this weekend. I mean, ten games left. You got the Red Deer Rebels on our trails. You got the Swift Current Broncos on our trails. Uh huh. Yeah, and they play each other Friday. Friday. I mean, you're kind of hoping for a regulation. That loss. truck is very loud outside. Yeah, I, I don't know if that picked that, up. That was very loud. Don't use those brakes inside city limits. Yeah, just tone it down a little bit. Um. Yeah. So they play each other Friday. Uh, the the hope, selfishly, would be that. Like if you had to pick a team to win, if you're a Tigers fan, you're picking the Rebels, I believe. I think that makes more sense. Yeah, I think so. Just because it, yeah, the the Broncos are closer. And you're just hoping that it doesn't go to regulation. Or past or regulation. Past regulation. You, yeah. you don't want to do it overtime no. because then they're both going to get a point. You mm-hmm. don't want that. No, that would be bad. No. The Rebels' schedule, though, does get easier in the final 10 games of the year. Oh, it does. Yeah, they, they have a, a handful against Edmonton, I believe. Off the top of my head, I want to say they, they see Lethbridge a couple times as well. Um, strength of schedule-wise, they, they are in a better spot. They're just they're trying to play catch-up, and they haven't – well, bluntly, they haven't done a good job of it as of late. They haven't been winning a lot of games lately. No, so. they, they've had the opportunity to get close. I mean, they had a big win, big win against Saskatoon, and then a Luke. clunker the next night against PA. So, yeah. Uh, that happened earlier this week. It's just – it's kind of been the second half – all told for for Red Deer in general. Like, they have a couple really good games, and they look like they've turned the corner, and then they kind of come back down and, and hard and and lose some games that maybe they should have won because if you would have said, you know, they, they won two or they got two or four points against the Blades and Raiders, you're like, yeah, sure, great. If you told them that the two was against the Blades and that they didn't get the, the third or fourth against the Raiders, that might not feel so good. So Yeah. No, you just don't know what Rebels team you're going to get. Like, we've seen the Rebels mm-hmm. really good, and then there's been some head scratchers where I thought maybe it was an easy win. Maybe they took their opponents lightly. Yeah. But you just don't know. And the same with the Broncos. 
The Broncos I've seen this year be really dominant, and I'm like, man, watch out for this team because on paper, very, very good team. Yeah. But then Saturday night, uh, when they played the Tigers, they didn't look like the same team that we saw Friday in Swift. No. And I guess we'll we'll probably get into it a bit with Gino, um, voice of the Tigers on the other side, Gino DePauli, but I just I don't know what exactly it is. Every team's just playing really well at home. Um, but the Broncos seem to like now they've got things started to be figured out with, with new pieces, right? It takes a while to get all the new players in and, and start gelling and everyone's picking up a different role. You might have expanded minutes or you might have decreased minutes now, depending. Um, you're, I'm willing to bet for the majority of those players that what they were asked to do from or at game one of the season is different than now game 59 mm-hmm. going into the back end of the season, right? They're just doing a lot of different things than, than what they had to. So it takes a while. To get that all sorted uh, out. Hey, congratulations going out to our own Gavin McKenna. He has been named the WHL yeah, Rookie of the Month. Rookie. Again, I believe this Again. is twice in a row. Again, I thought he won January. He should have. I'm pretty sure he did. 20 points in 11 games in February. Yeah, yeah just uh, he's he's been on a different level in the second half of this year. And the Tigers truthfully have needed someone to be on a different level. Um, and he's been delivering more often than not. He's going to have to keep delivering the final 10 games because, I mean, everyone's given the Tigers their A game and nothing's going to be easy in the final 10 games of the year. So you have to be ready for it. If they can just find a way to start grinding through this next week, the next nine days, find a way to chip out some points, win your home games, go on the road and do well. Um, There's a good chance that you can win the division, which a lot of people are are excited about, and rightfully so. Sure. Um, I still just would like to see them playing the right way, and then the results inherently will come yep. if they don't. Listen, you're, you're going to run into some games, right? Like like Red Deer against PA, for example. These things are going to happen. You're not going to go undefeated. No. There's going to be clunkers. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's just a matter of doing things the right way and getting yourself looking like you're you're ready for playoffs. That's that's the biggest thing that I would like to see over the final 10 games. Like a team that looks like they are playing playoff hockey. Well, well hopefully we see it. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get in with Gino about. Uh, the Tigers looked a little shorthanded Saturday night against the Broncos. Oh, they were, yeah. Injury bug looks like uh, it creeped mm-hmm. its head in there. We mm-hmm. had no Shane Smith Saturday, no Oasis Weisblatt. I've uh, heard maybe Ethan McCallum might be battling something. Yeah, well, he showed up on the injury report, on the weekly report from the WHL. So so he's not uh, he's not available. At least for now. At least for now. I mean, we saw in their social media, Jordan Switzer mm-hmm. is with the team right now. He's skating with the team right yep, now. Yep. He'll probably, I would assume, be the backup. Maybe start. We'll ask Gino about that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's a guy that I saw on the social media with pictures. Oh, yeah. Kane Lindstrom seems to be back in the hat. Taking photos. Yeah. Shaking hands, kissing babies. Looking pretty good, good in that Tiger jersey. When the hell are you coming back, Kane? That's, I think, <laughs> one of the questions we got to ask Gino. Uh, he's going to join us momentarily. We'll talk to him on Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. More hockey talk on the way. Let's go, boys! It's Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. 
Contractors, choose Windsor Plywood. Do-it-yourselfers, choose Windsor Plywood. And people who think, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but these can help me, they choose Windsor Plywood too. With over 50 years' experience, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for finishing, building, and renovation projects. With fast delivery, great selection, and helpful service, it's no wonder more people choose Windsor Plywood. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged. Powered by our good friends at Windsor Plywood. Hey, they are the experts that you need to know. And as always, we talk to the mouth of the South. The man, the myth, the legend. It's Gino Rapali. Gino. Gino. See you again. Jesse. Hey, good to be back, man. But you did not bring the trilogy with you, so we've already lost marks today. Yeah, we thought that we were going to have the trilogy crawling on the floor. You can't. Like, the first month, two months, they're just glued to Mama Bear. Yeah, that's true. You've been spending a lot more time with uh, the boy Wonder. Yeah, the boy Wonder. He's the one that struggled a little bit, so... Life so that's when you start his wrestling or hockey career oh, now. Oh, trust me, we've started the wrestling already. Tell, uh, share the story about him at the Booster Juice. Oh, yeah, he, we went to the Big Marble Go, because that's where he likes to go just to, you know, walk around. He's a people watcher. Yeah, so we're at the Booster Juice. Some gentleman sitting at the table having it. He walks up and says, I'm Batman. And this poor gentleman's like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Your kid is ba- <laughs> mystery solved. Yeah, exactly. Finally. Yeah. He's Batman. Yeah. Yeah, he was just going around, I'm Batman! <laughs> and this poor guy is just having his strawberry sunshine. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. All right, kid. That's funny. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> so the boy wonders Batman. That's good. The trilogy's the trilogy. Trilogy's here. Um, the injury report is long, Gino. Yeah, it it. it we it can talk about the games and we'll get there. We'll get to uh, the games, but I think the first thing is, I mean, if you went to Saturday's game... There was a lot of Tigers that were out on Saturday. Yes, there was. Uh, no Shane Smith, no Oasis Wise, but still no uh, Caden Lindstrom and still no Braden Bame. Braden Bame's not coming back, so we can probably put that sort of thing to rest that right. he might come back for playoffs. That's not happening with so. the, the uh, unfortunate uh, uh, side effects of his surgery, how long he has to wait. Mm-hmm. He says he could have gone today. Not going to happen. Uh, and then just add old Ethan McCallum to the list too, who yeah, he uh, has an upper body injury. Before. And you you called it. You talked about that we might see him in a Tiger uniform this year. Jordan Switzer will Switzer's back here. up this weekend. That's fun. It's gonna be interesting. It's not exactly ideal to lose a goaltender when you're about to start a six and nine game or a nine no, day stretch. But I guess the one thing I had looked at when I actually talked to the coaching staff very briefly about, it, I just said, does Switzer get into any of these games and? Kind of how it's stacked right now in the schedule. He only has one true back-to-back until that Prince Albert Saskatoon and maybe Ethan's back to at least back up. But yeah, maybe what, not Tuesday, play. Wednesday, Tuesday to yeah, at so, home, but you'd Wednesday have, and Lethbridge. So I would guess that, I know we're doing the who's going to start this weekend a little early. It looks like Zach Sahar will go back-to-back Gates, Edmonton, and Calgary. So we've got that kind of sort of. We don't know the rest of the week, obviously, as this is being recorded. Other weird things have happened with Edmonton, and Edmonton's on a heater, and this game scares me. Yeah, you're very we, terrified. I, I just, I've been writing a hot hand against Edmonton, and I, <laughs> I'm a firm believer in the law of averages. Yeah, so I just, right. I just want to 
to exercise that demon and go 12-0 in two years. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, nothing again. I'm, Zahar deserves to play all the games. Absolutely. But, but are, are we? Are they doing a disservice by not putting Switzer in, in the Friday night against no. Edmonton? Like just to I get, don't think so. Get Mm-mm. his feet wet in Mm-mm. the WHL? Nope. It's not his time. Nope. It's better off just keep him on the bench and just soak that all in? Yeah. He might I, play. You never know. Like, you, you still might be needed. Just because you're backing up doesn't mean you're not going to play, right? That's true. He That's might true. play against Brandon. If, say, you run the table the weekend portion, maybe you're playing against Brandon or Lethbridge. I wouldn't even hate to, because we were talking about the thought that a goaltender hasn't really had to play in back-to-back nights. You've been wanting if, this for about two months' time. I didn't want it to happen like that, but if if McCallum's still not ready next week, and it would be a nice opportunity to have Zahara play Tuesday, Wednesday, and see how your legs are when you have to mix travel into... Uh, a back-to-back type scenario. Yeah, but that's I don't know that you necessarily, and this is no disrespect to Jordan Switzer, but you don't owe him no, no. The, the opportunity to, to be starting, for example. It's not like you owe it to him. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like the trouble of calling him up right. and traveling up here. It's, it's almost like, well, can we get you something? Can Since you're here, can we get you in a game? Yeah, I mean. But, I mean, Zahara was the same way, right? When Zahara was the backup, or yeah. the third string, if you will, mm-hmm. he got called up to be the backup, yeah. and they would throw him in. I think his one of his first games is when it was way out of hand I against Red Deer. I think that's all he saw his first, <laughs> his yeah. first couple tours. Was it like an Edmonton game where they were going He had a couple Memorial tours Cup. that weren't great. Yeah. Um, but, like, if he plays, then awesome. If he doesn't. So be it. You're right, here. You get to see him in a tiger jersey. Yeah, I guess. you get to you know be on the bench and and at least be around the atmosphere and and do what you can from a support role to to help the team out because like everyone's still still needed to kind of push in the right direction. So absolutely. No. And then we're in the time of year where I think the back to back needs to happen because you're going to hit playoffs, right? Would, so unless we're going it. one two which every, is every game, which is possible. I mean, yeah. you want to get a goaltender. Ready for a back-to-back, right? And Z, I think's earned it, right? Like, uh-huh. Kind of how he's bounced back in games, and I know it wasn't ideal in the Swift Current game when they lose in overtime, but no fault of his own, I don't think, except for I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me, I know I get emotional thinking. I about know too. Play, how the, the Zach Sahara story is really special, yeah. too, right? It's still and it's getting a little, it's growing into a little bit of a legend. It, yeah, I, I don't really know where to go from here, but it's just kind of that. You know what? You're playing the Central Division this weekend. Mm-hmm. I need two wins from you, young lad. We'll go from there. Yep. Yep, that's right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It'll be, if nothing else, actually, because Jordan was down here, what, last month it would have been? Sometime in January or early February? Um, uh, yeah, for some sort of prep break. Yeah, he was down here just kind of hanging out a little bit. Sort of thing, yes. Um, ended up running into him in the elevator, and so... Uh, good to see him that he'll be back, right? That's big enough in itself to, to be around. Um Shane Smith and Oasis Weisblatt. I think they're in. They were skating with full gear on yesterday. I know they were kind of taking a little easy. I I know there's some more stuff to Shane, and we just know Oasis has probably got a bruise or something he's not functioning. The fact that he only missed one game from that hit Friday night in Swift (sighs) is remarkable. He came back in that game game is unbelievable. I think he just is going to live in an ice bath for the rest of his life, and he'll just be fine with it because it's Oasis. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're lucky to see if he's wearing pants when you're talking to him. That's <laughs> the kind of guy he is. And, I mean, he is he creates a huge impact in any game he's in, whether he's putting up points or not. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed just a different team on Saturday without Oasis there. Well, with draws too, right? And I know we the Tigers weren't good in the Friday against Swift. Like They were god-awful, to be honest. 
And then they come back, what, 47% on the Saturday game against Swift. I thought that was really good. You saw guys like Harsani get a couple more draw take and, or draw opportunities. I think Harsani was 6 for 12 in that game. And you know what? Hunter St. Martin, I think, was 50%. Basha, a hair better. Mm-hmm. Everybody just kind of fell in. Oh, Rhett Parsons was 0 for 3 on draws. Like, Tried, he, he hasn't He hasn't won a draw yet this year. <laughs> he was in yeah, there. I like there. I like that. It was good. And nothing else <laughs> to set up uh, you know, the, the scramble for the wingers to get out on top of the blue line for, just, for the penalty kill. It's kind of like the touch push, right? Mm-hmm. Like go through the middle and go after it. Yep. So I... I'm not sure where Shane sits going into the weekend. He was in full equipment uh, at practice this week, so and no yellow jersey. So that's always my indication that you're probably back in. If you're able to take contact, you're probably good to go. Yeah, um, I'm sure he'll have to be like they'll they'll load match him a little bit as much as you can, right? Like if he doesn't have to go out there in a certain spot, right? You know what? When there's leads, guess what? Young guys, here's your time. Mm-hmm. Here's your sign. Like. I thought I think we've seen a lot of great Cade McCann lately too. Mm-hmm. He's not maybe putting points up, but I love what he's doing. I liked how he played in Swift Current. I thought he was really good, like as good as a guy could be. Uh, Spilk is getting better. Like I, we always talk about that pairing of those two. That was a little different because Tyler McKenzie went to the McCann Spilka, uh, so called th- third line on the Saturday against Swift mm-hmm. and did well. I think they just. You know, this is just kind of their lull. But here it goes back to my point before we break down the games. Is you finally, with how you things are going, you get rewarded for having a great start to the year. Yep. And that is the point here. All these other guys, of these other teams, Swift, Kern included, you look at the PAs of the world, the Edmontons, the Calgarys that all have to fight for their for their lives. Now there's no X by by Massanat's name yet. They have to try harder. They have like they're going to be absolutely exhausted at game sixty-eight, and depending how the rest of the season goes for the Tigers, division or not, which is still the goal, they're going to be in a really good spot. I think come game sixty-nine, whether it's at Co-op Place or it's on the road, we Especially don't know. Especially if yet. they get those bodies back, right? Like oh. the majority, like if you can get everyone outside of, as you mentioned, like Braden Bain back, that does a lot. Considering, like they were rather. I guess benefit beneficiaries of of good health in the first half, and then in the second half, everyone seemed like they got nicked up, and and I mean Gavin McKenna really stepped up for a large portion of the second half to to provide points. But now you just got to get through six games in nine days, and then you have two full weeks left in this season where you only have four games. So that means there's just a lot more rehab time and, and yeah. recovery and. And There'll be a lot of maintenance getting, days. Yeah, getting set for playoffs in a relatively better way than some other teams, like, say, Swift Current, when they're going to have a lot of games in the last two weeks that the Tigers won't. So um, so that'll yeah. be nice. But at, at least they had the young guys step up again on Saturday. They were good. I, I mean, Friday was, was not a great effort from really top to bottom outside of Ethan McCallum. Um, he, he was really good on Friday. And I thought he was excellent. I feel like he didn't get – the deserved result that, that he maybe had played to, which has happened a couple times just coincidentally this year where it hasn't maybe been run support or circumstances, whatever, but, like, you look at some of the games that Ethan's played in and it feels like, you know, it doesn't matter who would have been in net, the result might have been the same, but Ethan is had played so well in some of these losses that he's picked up and, and maybe doesn't get the result for it. But Friday was uh, Friday was not good. No, 
That might be one of the worst games they've played all year. It just wasn't wasn't gelling for them. They just could not really muster any chances. Like Mm -hmm. it, It seemed like to me that they were on the penalty kill all game long. (laughs) <laughs> that Swift Current just had that extra skater out there. It felt like they were always, even at 5-on-5, five five, there was like, yeah. it felt like it was 6-on-5 almost. Yeah, like the first period just seemed like it was all Swift. Second period was all Swift. Mm. And I think we even are in our text group. I said, here we go. This is the last five minutes. You're going to watch the Tigers get back into this game. Even that wasn't it. It just wasn't a typical bad Tiger game for me. You know what I mean? Like it was... They got outpaced. Yeah, and they, that usually doesn't happen. And I, I it was in that rink, too, and I'll give yeah. I wanted to say something, and it bothers me to wit's end because, again, Swift Current smells, so that's fine. I get Fireball Friday. You know what? Fireball was probably flowing. Oh, yeah. They cheat the zone so much. Like, mm-hmm. they're, to me, they kind of, I saw a little Portland light there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like, the last goal that Josh Philman scored, like, they pinballed off the wall, and I'm like, how the hell? Is he that wide open and gone, like gone in stride? Like, obviously that's home ice. I get it, but man, they cheat the zone a lot. The fourth one was, was that was of, yucky. That was a lot of puck watching. But that you're just like, good. how are you getting behind that quick? Like, yes. And I, then I, I you saw in that Saturday game, nah, that didn't happen. Like, Branch jumps, cuts mm-hmm. it off. Uh, Parsons, Krebs. I thought the the decor as a as a unit of six or seven with Jack Kaczkowski. Real good on mm-hmm. Saturday. Well, and teams are are starting to force the Tigers defenders into those neutral zone one on ones, right? Like forcing pucks up the wall and around the red line, making the Tigers defensemen have to win that one on one. Like Saskatoon did it, Swift Current's doing it, Red Deer does it a little bit, but not as frequently. But you're, you're starting to see more teams kind of attack the Tigers in that way. Um, so it's something that is becoming a trend from multiple opponents, right? So you kind of got to be ready for it yeah. um, moving forward. But, yeah, and I'll I'll never say that a, a, a team had a – they didn't have the effort level there or the compete because I'm not in the room. I'm not on the bench. You can watch it, and it might look one way, but it feels a different unless a coach tells me otherwise. But, like, you just saw the pace was was not there from the Tigers for whatever reason on Friday. They did Tigers not have their legs. Slow again. They got outskated. They got beat to every puck. And what that is, I don't know. But it's one of those deals that it hasn't happened often. And you kind of expected a, a response on Saturday. For the most part, I'd say you, you got it in spades. I, from, I from 10 forwards and 7 defensemen. You, you got it pretty good. I, what would that would that be their first loss when they're a short man like that? Yeah, the that other was well, fir- and they still the got a point time, out of it. The other time they had that situation was against Swift Current in in January one five two. And then they had it against Red Deer, right? Um, or there was another I one. Be, the Red Deer one. I remember the Swift one, short handed, and they yeah. came back and played very well. I don't remember it happening. Maybe you're right. It might have been on the road. Um, there was possible, a couple but. of those, but it's kind of you look at it. I I thought that like if you could have. And one circumstance from that Friday game, Saturday was really good. If you somehow get to the break scoreless against that team, I think you might you like got a shot period, there. I mean, yeah, like if they don't score that late power play goal, yeah. I, I just wonder. Yeah, and you're like, okay, we got it. We got a period. We burned a period there. And I want to say the, and... the penalty shot took the wind out of their sails. Oh yeah, geeky scoring the the penalty shot. I thought that that was a really bad penalty shot. Call yeah, I, and I just thought that maybe. That kind of threw them off a little bit, and then right, you're right though. If it's zero zero after one, you never know. That late power play. You just play. sit in the room, I, right? I, and you say, "Listen, Ethan just gave us 16 saves. Yeah, 
let's hey, maybe let's hey. maybe find another gear yeah. here. I you know Connor Geeky didn't hold on to his stick very hard there. That was really <laughs> that was very good by him. Like yeah, that's a as much play. as I could, as much as I could credit or I can rip the officiate a little on that. That's Connor vet- Geeky played that perfect veteran play. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, you, well, and you see more of that, right? Yeah. Like whether whether people want to admit it's happening or not, I think if you look across not just the Western League or or the National Hockey League, just all levels of hockey, there's there's a bit more, call it like a, a head snap. Uh, yeah. there, there's a few more of those. There's uh, maybe maybe your skates aren't as sharp as they once were when sticks get around your feet. Like there's there's a lot of that. And exactly. It's you can like in some sports, for example, they call it gamesmanship, right? Yes. And, and so there's just a bit more of that that's maybe transferred its way in, and, I and like some that. players are really good at it than others. Connor Geeky got 100% for games with ship. Connor Geeky is really good at it. What makes a guy like Franisek Formanek really annoying in oh. Red Deer, he's really good at that gamesmanship angle of things. And, I mean, for the Tigers, like I think a lot of people on the outside would look at at Oasis Wiseblatt. Yeah. As, like, on, on the opposition teams, the Broncos fans, the Rebels fans, they probably look at Oasis and say, he's really, he's that gamesmanship type of guy. And it may be even a, a minor one with that last year was Hunter St. Martin because yeah. he just like lose an edge and get called for they they would call drawing so many penalties. drawing so many penalties in so but it was I was I saw like oh yeah it was just what a shot it was a it was a Crikey. delicate one but yeah Friday was a bummer I mean even I think the the Broncos looked like they were more not not necessarily hungrier but they were they were hitting a little bit harder right they were more they were aggressive ready. I mean yeah, that they, hit on Oasis cheap shot. I'm, I'm so happy that Oasis was able to come back into that game. Yeah, they definitely uh, tried to throw their body around more. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't really call it a cheap shot on Oasis. He just got squashed. Like, that was kind of like like a, like out of a movie where you get pinned on the wall. and It looked ugly. It mm-hmm. did not look good, but yeah. it, it, I'm gonna def- I'll defend that. And don't say I never did anything good for Swift Current because of this. Oasis's lower body gets squashed. Like, he just folded up like a pretzel. Like mm-hmm. It's just like one of those, like, even if you're like like dirt biking or something, you just crash, or you're like on a like on a sled, and you're just like you're just ugh. Yeah, I've, I've been paid. And yeah. he came back in the game, third period. He had an assist on the power he was play. Okay. Tigers don't get shut out, which is nice. Mercy getting his seventeenth. That but, doesn't happen. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet this year. So let's see if that continues. How good has that guy been? Mercy, he's, oh. he's picked it up big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Ever since that Rikishi back it up move, like he did like the back the truck up and knocked that. I yeah, can't. Was we, we were talking about a that a while ago. But like he reversed hit a guy, and it just kind of, it just reminds me of the Rikishi move, like just back it up and just knocked him down. It was un- unbelievable. Yeah, not the same effect, obviously. <laughs> like he's feeling more comfortable. It was unreal. He's feeling a lot more comfortable. It looks like in, in the decisions that he makes. I mean, albeit, it, it seems like the, the decisions he's making are either absolutely perfect or they go with a complete. 200 foot the wrong way <laughs> yeah. and and that's kind of a byproduct of of maybe f- squeezing some plays or or getting a little too comfortable um he's he's adjusting though you just want now like with 10 games left if if Mercer can get to a point where he has that confidence to make safe plays while executing those maybe Higher danger ones every now and like a bit more often. You you start to stretch the lineup out more, right? Which is becoming a big yeah. theme for this team with just a handful of games left. Is can they can they stretch to have 
a few dynamic lines that can generate. Was he one point away from being point per game this season? He'd be close. I think he's fifty-one and fifty-two. Yeah, he'd be he'd be around there anyway. He's been really good. Like I, I it's I was on the 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 chat. Evening news for the sports head. Wow. And they said players to watch. I said, Who are you watching for? I said, Well, uh, Tomas Mercer was my mm-hmm. guy I picked. So and he did okay. Not a bad pick. Uh, so now let's go to the Saturday night game. Co op place. Almost, I think, close to 3,800 fans were there. A lot of. Uh, and you were back. A lot of Broncos fans were there, which I tip my hat to because mm-hmm. when the Bronco fans are loud, the Tiger fans get a little bit louder. And I think that's what we need. That's, yeah. that's the motivation. That's what that junior we need. hockey needs. But man, did it feel like a playoff game Saturday night? They're coming back on the last weekend. Or they're I heard the bus, got got another bus coming. Yeah. So nice, bring them in. Get your torch and pitchforks out. Yeah, Let's go right. here, right? Yeah. It mean a lot that last game. You never know. But I mean, the, the Tigers were shorthanded. I saw the the scratches, and I I think in our text group we were like, uh oh, this might be here a we long go again. Saturday. But uh, I listen, was not worried. I wasn't worried at all. I didn't care. Mm. If it was a regulation loss, a win, or an overtime loss, I was like, the effort's going to be there. I just, like, this team short-staffed. I don't know what it is. Like, that, to me, primes you for overtime number one in mm-hmm. playoffs or a double overtime. You're primed and ready in a situation like that. You've had a couple of games like that this year. You've been excellent when you have 10 forwards. Like, so that's kind of where I, I said, you know what? The effort's going to be good tonight. And, and it was. It, and it was great. It was really good. But Sahara was really good too. Yeah, I was more just when you don't have Oasis uh, against like in games like that, it's really difficult just because you got to now draw that energy from somebody else. Uh, I thought that you know McCann, Spilka, uh, McKenzie, and Corbet in the rotation that they were in did a really good job of providing that energy and that that jump. Like they they were impact positive. Momentum type players. How great was Corbet on that redirect goal? Yeah, like that yeah. just like lay the stick down, get oh, the blade out. Like, what more can you ask from him? And third goal of the year. And man, I just thought if they could have got another one or held on before, like Swift immediately scored right back after a miss hooking call on Tomas Mercek on a breakaway. Man, it, like just everybody was just on top of him. Like he he brought him into the fire on from the Friday, trying to fire up the bench late. God, that missed hook was bad. Oh, that was not good. <laughs> yeah, that was no bueno. I I don't know that I ever go. go this is all the first time you've done this. Yeah, that was that was some kind of terrible. Um, and it, it directly impacts like we like. You look back. What was it? A few weeks ago, when Hunter St. Martin had the the pick play against Red Deer. Yeah. Uh, happen in in the Tiger Zone, and it changes possession. But that one, you know, the Tigers technically did not have possession of the puck right away. And so if you want to go based off of how I have always mentioned those those calls or non-calls when it's changing of, of possession, okay, let the Red Deer one be fine. But holy smokes, like, Tomas Mercek's clear cut from the blue line <laughs> at the Broncos like, Thanks blue. for coming. And, uh, and the stick goes straight into the hands. I mean... I guess he should have dropped a stick. Yeah, just like, that he, he. was that was uh, that was a special kind of terrible. I'll be honest, and uh, <laughs> it, it happens, right? And it doesn't excuse the fact that you let the puck come two hundred feet down the ice. And uh, I mean, it's a fortunate bounce that goes off of the inside of Zahara's right pad. Yeah, uh, a shot from weird. his left comes across him and hits his back leg, and then ricochets in from Matt Ward. Um, it doesn't kind of 
like allow that to be all right. But it, it's just in in games like that where the margins are so thin, and what the Tigers got two power plays that night. Looking back at it, and one of them's from a uh, delay a game over the glass call. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting way. They the Tigers had to battle in more ways than one, and. To come up with a point, I thought was really good. Really, yeah, really good. I know the boys were they were disappointed in that overtime loss, like when they were going off the ice for the three stars, especially because it's the third one in a row. You could tell there was some yeah. frustration, but that is I wild mean, that you think about it. Right? Mm. To pick up a point when you're shorthanded, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. good work. That's really good. Really good work. I'm with you. Like, I, I mean, and I mean, the game was entertaining as hell. It was right? very entertaining. Kudos to the uh, the penalty kill as well. Because I don't think I think really that good. was a good penalty. I think Broncos kill. went 0 for 4 on the power play, yep, so they did. the penalty kill really did what they needed to there do. Was a lot of bending but not breaking. Yes, yes. Yeah, the failed clears kind of reared its ugly head a couple times. Zach Zahara was really good. Mm-hmm. It's post to post. Like I know we've said so that. strong. Like the Matthew Ward one timer there in the third. I want to say really good. I think maybe it was on Geeky. Well, he had one right in the in between the hash marks on Geeky that he took ninety five miles an hour off the neck. Oh, um, but yeah, there was a one timer from Ward on the it was one of the Zahara's glove side on the on the face off circle that he came across and stopped as well. Yeah, there was a couple of those. Like Matthew Ward has kind of been contained by the Tigers a little bit this year. Really, Geeky last... had until this past weekend. Yeah, as well. Geeky was running a rough shot. Like <sighs> I was every time we touched the puck. Geeky. I mean, Friday Geeky was one and one, one goal, one assist. And I think he had a goal. Saturday. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah but, he uh, I think prior he to that, too. I don't think he's really been getting on the score sheet against the Tigers. No, no, no was, he didn't. And he he started kind of the charge when, when you talk about throwing the body around that Swift yep, did over did. the weekend. Um, I, I wonder how the Tigers look at it. Like, from an outside point of view, when I, when I look at another team's star players that are maybe – Going in and doing the extra stuff that they typically don't do on a day to day to day game to game, like I personally look at that as a win for for the Tigers. Yeah, like if you can have a player of that level that's that's maybe chasing an extra hit. That's I mean he he was flying around. Don't get me wrong, he was all over the place, and he had a couple great back checks on Saturday as well. But if you can have him, maybe doing more so than he, he otherwise would and more focused on, on trying to, you know, lay the body on guys instead of putting the puck in the net. Um, that's one less guy that, at least for, for moments, when he's on the ice, you don't got to necessarily worry about him scoring. You might have to worry about him running you over. But Well, and that's the thing. Like, he's really now the king of the mountain there. Like, I don't know what it was before for mm-hmm. the hierarchy with the Broncos. I know last year was a little bit of a mess. You didn't notice Owen Pickering as much over the weekend. I, at least I didn't. And he's a great, no. hell of a defenseman. Which might not be the worst thing. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to and be And Philman, like the Philmans and the Wards aren't the guy. Yeah. Every time I saw 96 touch the puck, I was like, he could, he's going to go do something here. Like, he's going to create. Yep. And that's what you want to see from those top guys that you pay for. And that's right. Like, now that the Broncos have their quote-unquote leader to pull them into the fray, I think it's made Owen Pickering a lot better. Just that yeah. he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to carry that load. No, I, he carried the load lots, like always. Mm-hmm. Vinston was really quiet in that Saturday game until the overtime winner. Which, that's right. That's just right up his wheelhouse. But yep. like it was just you have your higher. Like oh great, the Broncos have Vinston and Philman and Misselbacher and uh, Ward and. 
Their top nine's pretty solid. Yep, yep, for sure. Also, um, for those who are wondering, uh, apparently Tyson Galloway was wearing the C for the Broncos. I did not notice that until later. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> which is which is bizarre to me. I was talking to the news as James Tubb about it after the game because he asked um, if I had noticed that Pickering wasn't wearing the C. And I was like, yeah, I noticed that. I just thought that maybe he had, you know, a different jersey that they stitched his num- name and number on last second. Things happen. You might not pack something, whatever. Um, but then he reached out to to Matt Barrett, who's the voice of the Broncos, and, and Matt had said that, that, yeah, Galloway was wearing the C. Apparently they it's split. For them between so, wow, I, I, so like I guess Pickering's a home captain, he's something the away, like that, which still interesting that that's the dynamic. But again, Tyson but, Galloway was an alternate in Calgary, like I think he was their road captain, actually. How, but you didn't hmm. have one before, yeah. Why is this changed? Like, I thought it was always Pickering, but maybe it, it was it was Pickering last year all season, right? I thought now I'm starting to question things because I just assumed that he was like the captain everywhere, and you then, know what? I noticed that I was like, oh. I did see that C thing, but it it goes over my head like, okay, maybe he's just not captain. Just don't think about it, yeah. I I just thought it was bizarre that they they traded for Galloway at the deadline, and now he's splitting the C with with Pickering. Do you think this team is still trying to figure themselves out? I think so. Right? Like, they did a lot of moves at the trade deadline, and I don't know if they're they're comfortable. Trades, new head coach. Like They got a lot going on. I feel like Moose Jaw has, they've settled in. Oh yeah, Moose Jaw's on well. a heater right now. Yeah, they they love America. They didn't make as many as many gradual moves. Right? No, but they like didn't they, have to give up players, they right? They gave up a lot of picks still, yeah. and they added to it. Where you look at what Swift did in getting rid of some players, adding yeah. some players in there. Now, even though you have eighty percent of the room, you still got to move it There's around and make sure everyone's gelling. People coming through, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. think Lethbridge is going to have the same problem. They got rid of all their overagers. I wonder if they're not having that same type of deal. Yeah. Where it's, There's a lot going on. When you get everyone together, in theory, it, it makes sense. But, you know, when you have to then kind of slot everyone in, like, it might look good on paper, but it takes a little bit of time to really massage that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to say that Lethbridge won't or can't, um, and same for Swift. But I just I found that really interesting. I was like, uh, the guy who is – brought in six weeks ago is, is splitting the seat, which is fine. Like, I mean, I don't know what goes on in there. I'm not going to pretend to. Maybe Owen Pickering doesn't like it. Yeah, maybe he maybe doesn't. Too sure. much. Maybe just, on the road he's just like, I don't want to be captain. I only want to be captain at home. Isn't that just – I thought it was kind of bizarre. I didn't even realize that, so that's yeah. a really good eye by you guys. Well, I'm was, an idiot. I'm yeah, an idiot. Yeah, no, James Tubb had uh, – he sent Matt a DM at Barrett afterwards and was like, hey, like, what happened here? Yeah. Because I was very confused. I didn't see nothing of it. Yeah. But um, and, and to your point – Pretty good pick if you're going to have a guy. Sure, like Galloway. Like, he Galloway had a geeky. didn't have a comfortable start to to Swift Current. He looks really good now. He looks very good, very good playing he with Ryan McClay. Like him and Demick, or sorry, why do I keep saying Demick? Dvorak? Dvorak. Yep. Jakob Dvorak, Owen Pickering. Um, Having Brzezinski being their five is and, pretty and good. And Kettles are six. Yeah. Hoy. Like sign me up they're if you're Swift well. Current. Yep. Like they're good. Their D's not going to be bad next year. Like I guess their top four will all be gone. <laughs> yeah, well, their D. Oh, might, their D might be a little. Their bit D might be bad next year. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I I kind of forgot. Like oh wait, like, yeah, wait a second. Be, yeah. Wait, Dvorak will be with the Kings next year. Got a couple year, guys out there. Yeah. You really like Dvorak on Saturday. I he does uh, everything above average, doesn't he? He doesn't make a mistake. Yeah. 
And he hits like when he squashed Oasis with that hit. I was like, whoa! Like he doesn't he doesn't do anything that makes you go, wow, this guy is like unbelievable. But he just does. He's kind of similar to Owen Pickering. Yeah, he does a lot of things where you're like, yeah, that's steady. Yeah, that's the right decision. Yeah, he's good job. He moves well, tracks back well. Like, like he doesn't, I want to say it was Harsad. He was trying to win a foot race. So I just saw like the two strides from Dvorak. I'm like, oh, this is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I'm going with the home in away. I'm just trying to find stats. I couldn't find it. Maybe Gino knows. Uh-oh. But um, are the Tigers becoming a better team at home? I the don't. Last, the last little bit that we've seen, just when they're on the road, they play very well. But there's some about when they're playing a co-op place that they bring it a little bit more. I don't know if it's the atmosphere, but it they're seems a better like home team. This team is really loving as of late playing a co-op place because we saw two completely different teams over the weekend. Yeah, in well, Swift Current and in Medicine Hat, shorthanded in Medicine Hat right. against the same team, they had more in their step. Yep. Then the last change has lots yeah. to do with that too, right? Like, sure. and and you're starting with the puck. That's the big thing. Like their faceoffs were. Let's face it, a hundred times better than they were on the Friday. Like I look, they're ro- they're still their road record. If you look up the Central Division road record, they're the only team in the Central Division. I'm sure Swift Current's going to get close to it here by mm-hmm. the end of it. Mm-hmm. They're the only team above 500 on the road yeah. in the Central. Yeah, like Red 15, Deer, 12, and something. I think Red Deer's right at 500, if not a game below. Mm-hmm. But but. Madison Hat is still above 500 on the road. They started really well. I think they were like 12 and 8 going into the second half. Now they're like 15 and 12 or 13, somewhere around there. But uh, that's just me trying to use my my pea sized brain. Well, I'll, I'll help you. 15, 12, 1 and 1. Darn, I was close. Darn, um, I was close. And the Tigers at home, 18, 6, 4 and 1. Okay, so. look All at right. the now look at the Central Division's home records. Yeah, Swift I, Current, real good at home. I mean, Calgary, real good at home. The entire Eastern Conference is good at home, save Edmonton. And like, they're, yeah. and they're Re- on a heater. Regina's second last in the conference, and they're above 500 at home. They're 16-12. and 12, so. That's two wins against the, the Tigers, too. Yeah, okay. like, all these teams are are really good on, on home ice. Wow. They, they defend it well. That makes the playoffs really interesting with home ice advantage, yeah, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Wow. Just adds another wow. ingredient to the pot, right? But that's always – I mean, really, that, that – at a lot of levels, becomes the separators how you can handle playing on the road, mm-hmm. um, and, and how you can fare there. Like, there's obviously a lot of elements. Consistency is a big one, and I mean, result-wise, the Tigers still remain relatively consistent. Um, it maybe hasn't been the overarching consistency of wins that they would like in the second half, but still haven't lost more than two in, in a row. They're they're picking up points. They're yeah. They're doing what they have to do right now. They kind to of make life difficult on Swift or Red Deer for that matter to catch them. And Red Deer had a huge win right against Saskatoon. Yeah, and then a big old Man. loss against PA. Yeah, yeah, not uh, the different kind of four point weekend or two point weekend you wanted out of that Saskatchewan. Isn't trip, that the truth? Right? Like, like there's a lot of intangibles still. Like, I don't even know how that would feel. I guess that feels kind of cruddy on the way home. Oh, he probably doesn't feel house. very good. And there's no pierogies in the Hauser anymore. It's a little mm. different. It's not as fun leaving the Hauser, win or lose. You that, don't have the pierogies anymore. That is unfortunate. That is but um, but Saturday was a really good point. It was an important point as well. well I think so. Just like kind of look at standings, you, right? Like you said, it takes away the the game at hand, sort of, right? Yeah, yeah. Because well, Swift uh, goes into this weekend three points back of the Tigers. 
They're, and so they have one game in hand. If they win that game in hand, they're still a point behind. So, so they play Red Deer Friday. The Broncos do. Yeah, that'll be uh, and then fun they play one to watch from afar. Yep. And then they get to play in Edmonton on Saturday. And Edmonton will travel from here over there on Friday. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be neat. Well, you know, Edmonton's gonna be ready. They're, I mean, they're playing they're everyone tough. Roll. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Edmonton right now, they're, they're letting still in, in seven it. goals, but they're scoring six. Yeah, I right. Do, it's just it's crazy what they're doing. They have just more guys healthy. Like, I mean, it felt like at any given point this season, they would have nine guys out of the lineup. Yeah. Um, it was really hard. It was really fun to do the scratch sheet every – Oh, man. Click, it's just click, click, so click, long. Click, click. They got a lot of guys now that are that are back, though. Um, so, yeah, for the Tigers' point of view, like, you can – just have to control what you can control in the final 10 games, right? And mm-hmm. It's important. I, I mean, you, you want all three at home, the Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Pick up all three of those and you can then chisel some points on the road. Now, if you win both games this weekend, X marks the spot. Right. Well, is that a thing? I was if you run the tape, what... only if the regulation wins, though. Mm-hmm. You okay. will have an X by your name on Monday. Well, I would like to say Edmonton should be, but like we talked about, they're kind of on a heater right now. I mean, last time uh, they played against each other was what? Oof. Tigers won 9 7. Yeah, defense is was optional. Yeah. Defense, goaltending, and special teams special were all teams were optional. Which, I mean, if special. they bring that back to co op place Friday night, I think the fans are going to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those little 16 where, goal nights. Hey, listen, that would be a fun one to watch. <laughs> there, there, you'll probably see a fight in there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 9 7. There'd yeah, be there, a whole bunch you of You would have yourself a, a great scratch. night. Yeah, you would have fun being at that game. The last few games against Edmonton have been a little scrappy. Yeah. Well, they, they hate Nash, each other. Ty Nash being there. Lights Marshall fire. Finney. Finney. Yeah. Finney's Finney. been a guy that's been getting under a lot of Tiger skins. I only say Ty Nash just from his history, right, playing yeah. in, in Lethbridge. And it feels like he's always kind of got the Tigers number in a sense. He's always on, on the score sheets. Marshall Finney, though, is uh, he's an instigator, an agitator. He drags the Oil Kings in, which they need guys to kind of pull him in into those fights, right? So Friday is not going to be uh, easy by any means, but – it's it's one that you should be handling, so go do the work that you should be doing. Yeah, yeah. and then, I mean, you take Saturday, you get to rest a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sunday, you're going to play a Hitman team that... Plays you well. Man, do they ever. Whether it's at home, whether it's at co-op place, the Calgary Hitmen just know how to play against the Tigers. Right. They, they activate their D. They do, yep. They're, they do the exact same thing the Tigers do. Yep. Like, I... You should win that game, but it's the Calgary Hitmen. Like Ethan Budaventure can go real, can get really hot down the stretch. You're kind of like how Braden Peters did last year at this time, right? Right. Gave him a chance. I know I don't think it was a great game against the Oil Kings in that uh, stop bullying game that happened this week, but but it was really, but it was back and forth. And then, you know, they, the Hitman kind of, you know, soiled themselves against them in the, in that. Not family day game, but the another hockey hooky game where they were up with like yeah. a minute to go, and, then and you lose in regulation. Back, yep. So yep. there's a lot to go through there, and maybe the you like Ben Kindle really good, like in the top five of scoring in the league mm-hmm. for rookies. Hulk right now is just he's. Uh, I think he's averaging a goal a game in his last few. Well, he's games. got thirty. Like and, <laughs> he's got thirty two goals. No tiger has thirty yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cade Lindstrom probably would if he was in the lineup because he was yeah, twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Is he still leading? No. 
McCavin's got, got it now at 29. McCavin's got 29. Did we ever touch on Kane Lifter? No, I was kind of getting to that at the we very never, end because he, right. he kind of skipped on that when we were talking about injuries. Okay. Then, I skipped, eh? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> then he changed the subject. But, yeah. But listen, uh, kudos to the Tigers for having the Timbit night the other night. They had That's the cool. Timbit team. Uh, so the Tigers got to play with the youngsters. Nice. And in doing so, social media, I saw on the Tigers' page, yeah. the kids interacting with the Tigers. Well, that's what... Tigers they, taking pictures. They should do that, yeah. In those pictures, yeah. I noticed yeah. a Caden Lindstrom. Oh, really? He's here. Oh, He's really? here. So really? the question, Gino, oh. that all Tigers are wondering, uh-huh. <laughs> when the hell is Caden Lindstrom <laughs> back in a lineup? We you miss know, him. You know what? Selfishly. I should have him on the show next week is what I should do for you guys. And be like, Caden, we miss you. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's talk. Uh, sorry, fellas. Week to week. Yeah. Week to we week. still don't know. I don't know. I mean, the I, fact that he's here. I That has to t- tell you something that he's here. And if you were to tell me, hey, listen, he's going to play maybe the last se- last week of the season. Maybe he'll play first of the playoffs. I'm okay with that. It's like city construction. Just give us a long-term deadline long-term and deliver so early. Soon, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's week to week. I... You know what? He's he's not skating this week. Right. I would like to hopefully think that he's skating maybe during the smelly week, as I've called it. But first I, week in March, well, full week next week. <laughs> yeah, the full smelly week. Um, but I, I I'm not sure what the timeline, what he's doing. I know he's working out every day. That's good. He can. Like that. Um. So that's a good sign. Maybe we maybe we get old two eight on the show because you know where to find us. First yeah. question would be when the hell are you getting yeah. back in the line? We miss you. Yeah. Don't, Come don't back. think it's creepy, but we just miss I mean, you. He, I did I did show the message like, hey, Caden, we miss you. Yeah, okay, good. you coming back, and he just kind of chuckled. So. Did you s- show the one when I said, when the, ble- when the bleep <laughs> is Caden coming back? I yes, I did. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes, I did. Good. It comes out of a place of love. It's yeah. Oh, and, I, and he, was, he was giggling about it. Okay, good. Because, uh, you know, I don't know what the status is. I just, I think it's one of those, you can't rush whatever it is now. And I would rather him 100 and... Two percent than ninety eight or uh, ninety five. Yeah, I don't want that because your percentage points are going to drop every hit you take in the playoffs, right? It's well, just that's the deal. A- you want if you can have one name on your injury report when you head into that first round of playoffs. That's that's ideal, right, right. now. And, and that'd be Braden Babes, right? Now you're going to have to hopefully have guys come up to speed, and there's going to be. I mean the the questions, and I'm I'm not thinking that Caden has any because he probably isn't all that concerned with it. But there, there's going to be a level of of maybe tempering expectations a bit when Caden Lindstrom returns, right? Because yeah. I mean he was nearly a goal per game, twelve <laughs> game point streak bo- before Christmas hit. Um, Basically, almost the number two pick in the draft. Y- you just need him to come back and and be like semi productive, like for his standard. You know what I mean? Like if, I, you, I if you chisel out a point every two games, give me sixteen good minutes, fifteen good minutes. Like, is it is it really all that hard to ask for much more? I'd like, just like him to take draws. Yeah, yeah. I'd really just win like a to couple, win. win a couple faceoffs, win a couple draws, and go to the bench if like, you, if that's the case, right? And and from there, like, get your legs under you and get comfortable. Get you know a, a few more reps in and. Because that'll be a big ad. Getting him back—that's be like a trade chip, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You you get your your lineup back if you can be relatively healthy going into playoffs. I still think that's the overarching goal for this team is to make a run in in the playoffs, sure. and however that comes, so be it. I mean, healthy team, watch out. I yeah. truly believe this team's healthy. 
we are up there with anyone Con- else. Especially considering the amount of bodies that have been out the second half, right? Yes. Like I said, ra- yeah. really fortunate first yep. half of the season. The second half has been a mixed bag. Yeah, like but still maintaining. Otis it. has been out. Um, like the frame, the, the, the wheels are a little shaky on the chassis right now. Right? Like you're, you're like there's just, a sickness that went through the locker room. It's been a while since it's been a clean sweep of, of there's no There's only injuries. so many guys that yeah. have been able to dress in every game. That well, number is diminishing. And I kind of looked. Um, you don't have you know, your first available guy to come out of the bullpen is not the Rock Twins. It's Avery Watson from Edmonton. They're in playoffs this weekend, I believe. For well, the Edmonton Junior High, for him. so <laughs> exactly at the rate we're going, like you well, I think, I him. think he might, and so you've got that, and the Ruck Twins, they don't have like they're kind of where Gav was, they wouldn't be available till the last week of the season, right? So I would assume when OHA Okanagan is completed their season, them Ruck boys will be coming. Oh, I think so, yeah, and they'll they'll be here. Uh, For sure. Uh, I want to bring this up. Uh, Since we're on the topic of Kane Lindstrom, I'd love to get your boys' thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with a Tigers fan, a couple drinks. uh, Deep. A couple whiskeys. Sure. Uh, We're talking about Kane Lindstrom. And the fact that he is top five-ish in the draft. I still have the PTSD from Cole Sillinger. (laughs) Right? I think everybody does. Columbus picks him up. We don't see him again. Yeah, that's right. Okay? There is the possibility that that happens with Kane Lindstrom. He gets drafted in the top. Yes. That team may say, hey, we're going to keep him. Yes. Do you think with this injury that he has had, could whatever NHL team say, we are going to send you back to the Tigers for one more year, or doesn't matter because we're going to have a whole offseason to get you trained up and ready to go? Right. I, I will say this. Depends on the team, obviously. He will play eight games in the NHL next year at this rate, it feels right. like. But there was this thing called COVID that happened, and that's why he did that USHL and kind of still kicking around. That was Sillinger. I think he's coming back to the Tigers. I don't think that that's going to change. I don't think you'll have the PTSD Sillinger effect to what you had. Because technically, like, what, even when he was drafted, they said he was from Cedar Rapids or whatever? Or yeah, Sioux City. yeah, the Tigers loaned him. I think, I think that is going to be a thing that he's not going to go to a different league, um, and you're not going to, you can't play in the A. Right, I, unless you're playing for the Columbus, to me it would be the Columbus Blue Jackets would be the team. <laughs> if he goes to Columbus or the Rangers, and then you're like, oh, here we go, here we go again. Yeah, if it's a, if it's any other team, and let's just say just because I enjoy the Calgary Flames organization. Oh yeah, if he gets picked for the Flaming Sea, tank for Caden. <laughs> that would be they're doing a bad job of it right now. They are doing a horrible job right now. Although they 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 executed that Tanev trade for all the rest are common. If they if they get is. if they get rid of Jacob Mark kind of wish version no if, offense Artem I Artem wasn't aware of your game they even know who you were but sorry back on point yes, if it's yes. any of those other teams like I think a Canadian market would send them back yeah I truly believe but you wouldn't have like and I don't think he's a late pick like I know he slipped in a couple rankings just because he hasn't played and that's that's a fair cause. I think he'll be back. I think he will get some NHL time, and it won't be till like in October you see him, sort of thing. So I don't even know. Like just a quick look at the bottom half or the bottom end of the NHL standings. Like I don't, don't really know Columbus. where he goes right away. Like, and it's not to say that he can't because he absolutely could. Like I could see a world really from Pittsburgh, the Islanders, the Wild, Kraken, Sabers, Montreal. Like all, all these 
teams that are in the bottom half of the league, I could see him making a case to be on all of them next year. Well, yeah. you know, Montreal's intriguing because they got Svevkoski. Like They kind of need a centerman. But, I again, it's not Montreal's time, and we need to – I, I need to put, pump the brakes on some NHL things here because yep. I still want to be a Calgary Flame. I know it won't happen, but so do I. I would. I would. I would just die. I would have. I would, and I'll say this as I don't know if he'll listen to it. I'd be the first man in line to buy a Caden Lindstrom Calgary Flames jersey. Wow. I. You know, Although Fanax rem- does their jerseys now, so I don't know. I might have to find like a Lindholm and rip off Lindholm. Got to get anymore. a Hamblin jersey. You, oh, you no. do. I told. I told I told Jimmy if he ever made the Oilers, I would get a jersey oh, with his name no. on it. Oh, could you just get a Tigers Hamlin and no, just cheat? No, I, I, that would be nice, but I, I eventually owe it to to Jimmy to get him. I really thought I was getting a Jimmy Leafs jersey. I really thought that was going to be. A oh, thing. when he was there, yeah. rookie camp, and yeah. yeah, I mean it all worked out now. Yeah, but like at the time, his leg was going one way, and but like, he, yeah, yeah, he got another. injured at that yeah. camp. Anyway, yeah. I wouldn't want to stay there. Yeah, no, that's it wasn't a, good. But to the point anyway. of Caden, yeah. I don't think we. I think he'll. Unless, like, they just kind of say, hey, we saw you're hurt. Yeah. Not your time, kid. The only thing, I mean, you have he'll to go to their ca- He'll go to camps. But I sit there, and I'm, I'm so excited for Caden to come back because it's been fun watching him. Do, as Tiger fans, do we have to soak in this playoff run because this might be the final shebang for Caden Lindstrom? I hope not. I don't think it right. is. I w- yes, there's a chance. There's always a chance, right? Yes. To me, it's a 1% chance that you don't see him next year. I... I, I there's a, there's a chance he doesn't come back. Um, the one the only thing I'll, I'll add to kind of what you guys were saying was that when Cole Sillinger had the opportunity to come back, it was to a team that eventually won 11 games. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with this team. No, it would be a chance to go I, I for mean, a championship. Yeah, and it, it, would it, be, it stinks being on that 11-win season, but he would have been the C. He would have been traded. Probably, yeah. Whether you like that or not. He you would have had, had, had yourselves a... Uh, would like Caden Gooley trade? You'd had some Caden Gooley trade there. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I think if if you're upset that you didn't get Cylinder back so that you could trade him, then that's that's a whole other reason to be uh, bothered. I also look at his NHL game, and I think he would have benefited from one more year with the Tigers, yeah, regardless just, of how many wins they had. You would have been the captain. You would have been on a on a power play. You would have you been never know. in the game on the 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 closing seconds of possibly winning. Right. It's just you, it's so right. hard he to know for sure, right? The yeah, Tigers would have got dealt. more for him. Yeah. He would have been dealt. Um, it's just so hard to know because, like, hindsight's the twenty twenty, right? And and it, it's impossible to really know. So, I can say that whoever takes Lindstrom is is going to have a plan for his development, and I'm sure it he needs hims- to be structured. In I'm sure plan. he himself, or at least his team around him, has an idea of okay. In scenarios A, B, C, D, and E, these are kind of the options that we want for for Caden's development. Because at the end of the day, it's a developmental league, and you want what's best for the players, right? And it would be it would be uh, a big loss to not have him come back after this season. But and, and I mean, you don't see a ton of kids at the eighteen, nineteen that are making it straight to the NHL. You see a handful. You're getting more of them now because the league's just going younger, and they're cheaper. Yes. Yeah, like if he went to a team like Edmonton, I'd be very concerned. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. he went to the Leafs, I'd be very concerned. Yeah, the, the yeah, team yeah. that you mentioned, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. sign if you're Caden Lindstrom, sign me up. <laughs> I mean, Joel. things are going to change there. Eighty seven. You might 87, have eighty seven there. Doesn't matter. Eighty seven is going to be in the in the 
GD building yeah. is what I'm going to say. Yeah, but that's, that guy is going to be the captain of the Olympic team in 2026. Don't let that fool you. But that's a team that's going to have changes coming their way at some point. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Because of, of age and numbers and everything else, right? So it, it's hard to say for sure. Sidney um, Crosby's going to play until he's 42 years old. Yeah, but he might not be in the yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might he be might somewhere be playing, else. But he know. might be dealt this year. I don't nah, think so. Dubas I would don't never, think so, Tim. Never know. Um but yeah, don't fool He's yourself. He's not going to you, the Leafs either, so no, stop don't. that. Don't like. There's. I saw that look in your eyes. There's a definite chance that Caden does not come back next season, um, but I would. I'd be surprised if he didn't. I wouldn't be shocked, but I'd, I'd be surprised. I'd be heartbroken. There's a reason why I don't like Columbus. I would be. I would be sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be more more sad for sure. Yeah. Than, than anything. Um, but I mean, that's also for another podcast. We can really dive into that. Once I might, we get... I'm going to see what I can do. To bring that, have Caden on. I'm gonna see what I can. Do. Yeah, maybe we will. I'm gonna see what his schedule is. Yeah, he uh, doesn't have to. He, he could skip a workout to come hang out with us. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think that's gonna happen. Nah, well, yeah, he can work out while he's here. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, he could just bring in some dumbbells. Yeah. Just like curl. He like can just do curls. Hundred pounds. Whatever he does, I don't know. He can do uh, bench press. We can just. You can bench press you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we have options. Well, Tiger fans, we've thrown this out in the universe, so we'll see what happens next week if we do, in fact, get Kate Lindstrom. Mm-hmm. But uh, a very busy week for the Minnesota Tigers. Gino, a very busy week for you. I'm not going to see you next week, I don't think. It's just going to be. No, probably not. No. It's going to be wild. So you got six games in nine days. How about you win five? Yeah, really, this, uh, this next week and a half, the uh, – the future could be at least a little bit more clear one way or the other. After you could pull away from one team. Yeah. You could pull away from a couple. You might. I you could close that gap, though. Oh, yeah, because yeah. what? Swift's Depending three, how that goes. Red Deer's five? Uh, Swift Red Deer. would be in the four, and Red Deer's in the five. Mm, maybe that's points, points back. Because remember, Moose Jaw may not lose in the United States the rest of the way. Yeah, so. I... The the whole Musha deal don't don't worry about them just um, just worry about the central don't yeah. even think about that's that's till later I don't know why but the WHL has Musha in second place in the conference they just because scored more points, points yeah but that's but not that's actually, not really how I it hear is. you um, we're at seventy three Broncos are at seventy Rebels sixty eight and the Rebels have one more game played so so they'd be at fifty nine games say plays. the Rebels beat the Broncos on Friday mm-hmm. you beat Edmonton on Friday you move that gap to five. That that's Sunday a, game gets pretty fun, doesn't it? You you would really like to to have Red Deer beat uh, Swift in, in regulation. regulation. Yes. You know what? Three two, <laughs> yeah, a three two, like just <laughs> really down to the wire that three point game. No 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 regulation. Let's get that regulation win. Go Rebels! It's yeah. your, your cheer for the Red Deer Rebels the only, rest of the way. Only ten to go. Only ten games left. So it's basically uh, you're, you're essentially now at. Like you, you need to be starting to treat this like playoff games. I we, oh yeah, I, I say they it started before, on like, Saturday to me. Yeah, yeah, it was similar, right? It was just it's tough when you're looking around the room and there's only so many guys that are in it. Um, they not to say they didn't do well. We've already covered that, but you have been getting teams as best every game this year from like mid October, late October on. You've been getting teams best night after night after night. Um, and that can wear on teams over the course of a year, right? Like you might have a lot of your B, B minus games and you're still finding a way to chisel up points. It's, it's a hitting the point where like Tigers need A games. 
Like you yeah. gotta you gotta show A games against other teams A games. I think the time of of just getting a point is over. Now it's time to get the dubs. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're gonna lose, get a point. Yeah, I'm if not. you're gonna lose, get a point, but like win. Let's not. Yeah. Let's yeah. Just yeah. Win. <laughs> That's fair enough. Let's just win. Let's just no more overtime. And I think they they. Yeah, I'm they done with overtime too. too. Three on. A three. lot of these games get past my bedtime. I'm I'm done with the overtime. I mean, I mean but you could just listen to Wild ninety four five. We'll lull you asleep. That's right. Yeah, we'll put you out. We've done it before. Yeah, we'll we'll put you right to sleep. I'll give you the GTS. Boring as hell. All right. We're well, boring as hell. You two are actually going to have a busy one because you got three games here coming up. Friday, Man, Sunday, you, Tuesday. Man, you, you you got you got three shirts all <laughs> no. <ironed out>. no. <laughs> I only have three two of pa- the four ready to go. <laughs> I only have two pairs of pants and four shirts. I'm in trouble. I really hope that Tiger fans <laughs> come out in the next three games as well. Because yeah. Friday night's going to be a good one against Edmonton. Yes. Sunday, there's no excuse because it's a 4 o'clock game. Right. And they did a 4 o'clock game before, and I thought it was going to be packed. It wasn't. Uh, people will find one, but let's hope not. Let's hope not. And then the Tuesday. Well, you got autograph sessions, too, coming up uh, Friday Yeah, you really Sunday jumped in on Jesse's yeah. big sell there on why yeah. oh, Tuesday is Why Tuesday is a good one because. Well, I wasn't talking no, about. No, 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 please. What's happening Tuesday after the game? Uh, it'll be Gavin McKenna's autograph. Gavin right? McKenna. There we go. There it is. There we go. But the Sunday game is going to be, um, there's players there, too. I don't have the full <laughs> list in front of me. There's players there, yeah. <laughs> players I think Caden Lindstrom's on Friday. Okay. I think Caden Lindstrom's right. tomorrow's, or, or uh, Friday's Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, listen, there's a handful of players signing yeah. every day. How are you going to remember yeah, all of remember? them? We just remember Tuesday with Gavin because. Friday will be Basha, Corbet, Harsani, Mersic, and Smith. Those are oh, those are three guys that could potentially be drafted on that uh, autograph table for you. Uh, yeah, that's Had fun. a really good uh, success last time because it was like a forty-five minute wait, and the There's line was like line. was a huge line for the autograph. So it was good. It was good. good. And also, season ticket holders. I believe Friday's the final. No, Tuesday never was ticket night. Was it Tuesday? Yeah. Oh. So there's a lot of things. That is a jam-packed Tuesday against okay. Brandon Weekend. Well, I'm glad I'm going to be there. Yeah, be a part of it. Not clean shirt at all. Yeah, well. Tiger fans, you can get your tickets, ticks.ca. Let's get loud. Let's support this team because it's going to be a lot of fun in the next two, three weeks. Gino, as always, man, we appreciate you. Thank you, you, buddy. Thank you. And you can listen to Gino and Lance all weekend long. Yeah. So much Lance on Wild (laughs) 94.5 this week. Lance FM. That's rude, guys. All right. We'll be back. We'll shut this down. (laughs) (laughs) Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. Jesse and Lance are unleashing the beast. Maybe keep that beast on a leash. More Tigers Uncaged coming up. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back, Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. They are the experts that you need to know. Great conversation with Gino. Gino. Didn't really give us much on the Kane Lindstrom front, though. Still week to week. Yeah, not not a ton of, of real new stuff there, unfortunately. But uh, Just waiting for, for him to be back on the ice and, and hopefully in a game sooner than later. But a big weekend for the Medicine Tigers. Uh, the Friday against Edmonton, which could be a barn burner if it's anything like the last time the teams played, which we yeah. talked about. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I don't think it, it'd be fun to watch. 
nine seven again. I, I don't think the teams would want to <laughs> yeah. play in it. No. But uh, I guess there's an element of whatever. Just get two points. Mm-hmm. Any means necessary. Yeah, there, there's an points. element of that. Like I said in the open, I'd like to see a team that looks like they're playing playoff hockey. But I guess sometimes in the playoffs you have nine seven games too, so yeah. it happens. Hoping that uh, we get a lot of support at Co-op Place. The Friday night, you got the Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. which I mean, potentially mm-hmm. depending on how the Friday goes, mm-hmm. if the Tigers were to win that game in regulation, there might be a, an X next to the Tigers' name after this weekend. Right. Well, yeah, I can. I feel really comfortable that eventually they will be listed as a playoff team. I know, but a Sunday afternoon game, you bring yeah, your family. Sure. After that game, you get the little pencil in an X. I like that. See, that's why you're a good promoter. You find ways to, to promote games better than I can. I'm just like, yeah, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, sure, it'll be there. So, yeah, good on you. But you're right. Uh, that could be done on Sunday. Uh, Tuesday at home against Brandon is is important. That I mean, depending on how things shake out, there's a lot to be determined mm-hmm. on the final 10 games of the season. That could be a first-round matchup potentially for the Tigers, seeing the Brandon Wheat Kings. So uh, it's, it's important to... I mean, we're going to hear it on every game. It's important to win them and play it the right way. But yeah, um, you got to do the work that you can at home because all these teams that you're going to go into, right? You're Wednesday in Lethbridge, um, next Friday, a week from when this release, you're you're heading out into Saskatoon and PA. Like you, you don't have a lot of easy times coming up, and all those teams are good on home ice. Yes. So you got to take care of your home ice. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And that was crazy. Uh, we found the the stats there of how good these teams are at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Tigers are one of the only teams in the Central that are above 500 away, yeah, but it's road. not by much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, everyone's been looking really good at home. That's so. true. Very interesting. Love the uh, episode that we did. I also want to do a shout-out to uh, Derek Ruck. Yeah? Sent a message out to Gino saying loves the oh, podcast. Oh, well, that's nice. So Thank Papa you. Papa Rock, we appreciate that, Thanks, you're, Papa Rock. that you're listening, and we can't wait to uh, get to see you on a more permanent basis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would think as soon as, you know, next season, the, the Ruck Twins will have a presence around the building. Um, we'll see who knows? Rock a little could bit be, more. Could be for playoffs this year, depending. You might have a little bit of a presence yeah. in the building, right? You I, just never know. I, I res- respectfully would hope that uh, that we just see them in the stands because that means that everyone's healthy and uh, yeah, <laughs> able to play in the games. <laughs> if you see if you see a rock twin on the ice or both of them, that means that there's injuries, there's, yeah. um, which is is a great experience for them. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those deals that you really want to see them next year right. on the ice. Correct um, me if I'm wrong. We did see Gav in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he came with a handful of games left at the end of last season, right? Uh, so you think he played around what fifteen playoff or not playoff games, obviously, but fifteen regular season games, yeah, in total. And I think a handful of them were towards the tail end. Um, and he I remember, played the four against Winnipeg, and and he was in there against Winnipeg as well. So right, that, I, I that was remember. A thing. I was good. We were going to talk about playoff experience, but I, Gav does have some. Yep, yeah, a little bit. Uh, this entire roster really does, except for maybe Pacheco. I'm not 100 percent sure what Pacheco does, but I mean, big time games. I. You look at Hayden Harsani with what he did at Edge School. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing in some big games. Zach Sahara and Caden McCann. They y- you don't win multiple Circle Ks um, by just flying by and 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 getting lucky. Yeah. Uh, you you play in some high pressure situations. So it maybe isn't Western Hockey League playoffs for all of them. A lot of them do have it, but uh, they've all had big game experience. Which well, that is Max important. tournament's a pretty. Yeah, yeah. Circle Circle K is a big K now, yeah. big event. Yeah, no, everyone's. You still used well, to it's hard because you go to the Big Marble Go and like one 
one of the banners says Max, oh, the other says it? Circle K yeah, because it changes in between. Yes, yeah, that's true. But but you're um, absolutely right. Yeah, big game experience is important, right? And with that, you then have to find you, you find out who steps up in those moments, right? And that's why I kind of look at these final ten games of the regular season. In a lot of ways, it's it's playoff style. It's not do or die, where if you lose, you go home. But if you want to win the division, and that's important enough to you to, to motivate you right now, then in, in a lot of respects, it is win or go home, right? Like like we were saying, Broncos are right behind you. The Rebels are right behind you. Yeah. So who steps up in those moments? Like who, who kind of elevates their game, rises and, and – becomes a bit of a difference maker. It's it's a good opportunity for, for all the guys. When you win that division, that means you're playing your top-notch hockey, and that's going to carry over into the second season, right? You yeah, want right to be now, that yeah. hot team that they are scared of yeah. into the second They're not season. Gonna, it, it's not going to be like, say, for example, Saskatoon could have a terrible final stretch of the season and still yeah. probably win the division or become close to it. Um, they can almost back their way into it now. The Tigers don't have that opportunity. No. Like you're, you're not going to be able to back your way into the division. You're going to have to win your way into it. And sure. I truly believe, it doesn't happen very often, but when you are that eighth seed, you're playing some of the best hockey. So that's why I've always been intrigued yeah. by the one-versus-eight matchup. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that when we get closer to the playoffs. But, I mean, you're going to have Saskatoon, who's done very well all season long, mm-hmm. but then that team, whoever is number eight, that has, play their way in. has clawed and just blood, sweat, and tears to get in. Yeah. They're playing hot hockey as of well, like this, to get in there. This Eastern Conference feels way more open it than does. than last year. Like and, and that's no disrespect to the Blades and and like the Warriors. Uh, they they it it just doesn't like feel that a team is on that Winnipeg level where they were just doing whatever they want when they wanted last year, right? Like the Winnipeg it, and Seattle kind of ran each conference. It felt and, like there might be some pushback from teams and it'll be there'll be you know good matchups, good series. But it it felt like it was almost a predetermined outcome that everyone yeah. really expected yeah. those two teams to meet up. This year, I don't know. Like, and you could probably say the same for the West. But yep. for our sake, we'll focus on the Eastern Conference. Like, I mean, potential matchups for for the Tigers, for example. Like, if you were to see them play Calgary, that would be a good series. Lethbridge would be interesting. Prince Albert would be tough. Brandon would be difficult. Red Deer's possible. I mean, by rights, Tigers and Swift Current in the first round is still a possibility. Yeah, like. All those matchups can can go a bunch of different ways, yeah. and I, I think if nothing else, it's it's a year that is going to be a lot of fun to watch in the playoffs, especially yes. other teams' matchups. Yes. Right? I, I I don't like when we look at the first round. I don't anticipate a lot of sweeps. No, no. I anticipate four twos. That would be honestly four stunning. ones. Yeah. Right. Like I I there could be quite a few game sixes sevens. It's not going to be yep. an easy run, regardless of who you have in the first round. Absolutely, and yeah, I'm and excited I, for that. I think for for any team, like I mentioned, you know, Saskatoon, Moose Jaw, Swift is playing really good as as of late. Like no one's going to have an easy first round. The it, top eight teams are playing really good hockey, and and they all have different assets, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, to think maybe two of your best goaltenders in the in the conference are on teams that are six and eighth in standings going into the weekend and. Carson Bjarnason and Brandon and Harrison Menigan in Lethbridge. Yeah. Like it, you're, you're, <laughs> you yeah. go into that matchup and you're like, all right, well, we have the seed advantage and they have a goaltender that could steal them a series. Now, obviously, every team's going to feel like they have that goalie as well. But and every team kind of does have that goalie. Yeah, it makes things really interesting, man. Like playoffs are going to be fun and how things work out in seeding on the final handful of games, right? Yeah. That's going to make it really interesting too. But 
the Tigers, for their purposes, they hold serve. Like they're they're gonna play six games in nine days, and they're gonna set the bench, benchmark of points that Swift Current and Red Deer are gonna have to track down. Yeah. So, in in a sense, you get to you, you've set the pace all season. Teams have been tra- trying to track you down all year long, right? Mm-hmm. Since what middle late October, they've been first in the division. Yeah. Um, this is nothing new. Nope. But now maintain it. Just yeah, gotta hold it. Now you're just gonna have an opportunity to set that set that total a little early. Yeah, and I cannot wait. A lot of these games this season have had that playoff atmosphere. Gino yeah. kind of said it best. Saturday really hit differently, mm-hmm. and I think now Friday night Edmonton. Even though it's Edmonton, they're on a heater. You don't know what you're gonna get. That's gonna be electric. Then you got Calgary. You don't know what you're gonna get. The rest of these games, home and away, are gonna have that playoff atmosphere, electricity to them because mm-hmm. they mean. And something. that's why I think the Tigers honestly we're gonna are gonna play really well on the down the stretch. Like it's been a mixed bag month of February. The last 10 games I think they've won 4 of the last 10. They got points in about 6 or 7 of them. Um but like we've always said that the Tigers this year have stepped up to challenges, right? When they're playing really good teams. This is now a time to step up again. It's a different challenge. It's not against one team for one night, but it's a challenge to step up, play your best hockey into the playoffs. And so if they take it as that kind of a challenge I, I would expect that they could they could finish really really well yeah and I cannot wait it all goes down Friday night against Edmonton Sunday afternoon you got Calgary Tuesday you got Brandon get your tickets ticks.ca if you can't make it make sure you're listening to Gino and Lance they're gonna have the call all weekend mm-hmm. long as always buddy appreciate you yeah we'll see you next week go Tigers go thanks to all who contributed to this edition of Tigers Uncaged powered by Windsor Plywood the experts you need to know new episodes come out every Friday get it at wild945.ca and wherever you get your podcast Tigers Uncaged